As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We are going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Wednesday evening. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here for a bit of a two-for-one episode here. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, recapping what happened in the Eagles' win against, who was it? The Jaguars. The Jaguars on Sunday. What we've learned at the NovaCare Complex over the past few days. Spin things forward with a little crow thine enemy ahead of the Cardinals matchup this Sunday. We'll have a super sore casting, so if you're in the live chat, give Marissa some of your suggestions, and we'll close with the Crystal Bald Eagle. Zach, how are you? Doing great. Excited for this podcast, Bo. How are you? I'm okay. I've been better, but you know, that's all right. Marissa, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, happy to have a mega episode with you guys tonight. Should be fun. Mm, Zach, um, you know, I, I had a chance today to talk very briefly uh, to Big Play Slay. <laughs> Slay himself. And I feel bad about this one because you know what? I As I thought about it, I, I don't I didn't when I was noting it, I wasn't my point was not that I disagreed with it or uh, that I thought it was a bad thing. And I and then I sort of I went into that corner, but that's not that was not my intention. My intention was really just to note that it was a change. And I think, you know, it, it's not uh, he can he can be called whatever he wants uh, as long as it's not late for dinner. But um I asked him. I asked him very briefly about. it. He said, "Oh yeah, Dar- Darius Slay doesn't have enough juice to it, so he wanted he wanted big play Slay on the intro board. Good for him. Moa culpa for me. That's the only thing that I have to take back from uh, the post game pod episode. You should so, appreciate like he wants more juice. Like 
Yeah. You know? I just thought it, it that is not what he was introduced as last year. This year it is. That was really what I was noting, just the change. I had a family event last night. And flex. the, I suppose that is a flex. Uh, and that pod, I don't want to call it polarizing, mm. but there were a lot of opinions on Bo's opinions. Uh, okay. Let's hear yes. it. No, well, well, I, yeah, I, I don't want to call anyone out, but there's, I, I mean, there are people who, who agreed with the Miles Sanders take. There were people okay. who disagreed with the Darius Slay take, right. um, as, right. as, as you just referenced. The people the, who disagree with that were correct. The Miles Sanders take, my only point was it's, look, if that's your position, it's, it's not a crazy position. You know, he's, he still has something to prove reasonable minds can disagree. I just thought it was an odd night to bring it up. Right. It, it's as if like on your anniversary, all of a sudden you, you, uh, you like start to air your grievances about the marriage. Right. That like, he just, I don't think that's, I, he just I mean, rushed for a career high. Let, let, let him enjoy you're treating this. You're treating this like he set the NFL rushing record or something. Well, he ran for 134 yards on like 27 carries. It was very like yeoman's work. Like it was fine. It My was as good point. as he has looked in a long time, but it doesn't mean that we have to like, you know, send him to the pro bowl. It was a fine game. So, so my only point here, and I say this lovingly and respectfully, it's not as if that's the only pod we're ever going to do, right? I mean, we we tend to do a lot of yeah, these. But isn't the whole and, point of the of the post game pod to capture and, your feelings in the moment? And th those are my feelings in the moment. Is that my, his best was not difference making? <laughs> okay, so so we don't need to relitigate that one. Uh, but, but you did bring it up. So I, I thought I, I would raise that. Uh, no, I, I listened to it. It was a good pod. Although I must say, as I was jotting down some things to discuss for this episode, I as feel like, Sorry, go ahead. I feel like Jim Schwartz early in Jim Schwartz's tenure. And what I mean by that is a little inside baseball here. We used to have Jim Schwartz's press conferences on Thursdays and not on Tuesdays. The coordinator spoke on Thursdays. And it was our first chance speaking to Jim Schwartz since the previous game. And it was Thursday by that point, And you would ask questions and Jim Schwartz. It was as if like that game did not exist. He had, he, he literally could not answer the questions because he had totally like he had shut, he, he had compartmentalized that game. Well, he, he pretended had moved on. To. Yeah. He had moved on and he, he was entirely on to the next opponent. So they literally moved the, the press conferences from, Thursdays to Tuesdays because it had become, I don't want to say unproductive, but it, it was like at, at that point, he still remembered the game. Well, I, I don't want to say um, at that point, but we're at, well, we're, we're Wednesday now. I've moved on to the Cardinals storylines. I'm working on a few stories. There's some injuries that I've been monitoring. Um, and I'm trying to like the Jacksonville game seems like, man, I, I thought we put that one to bed. Uh, but you know, there, there still are some Jacksonville takes here. There's a lot to discuss this week. Um, just to set, set the, the temperature, if you, if you will, which is, uh, fitting because it was, it was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had a press conference today and, um, are he, we getting into the news, man? Is that what you're doing? No, 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 no. Okay. No, this isn't news. This is just this, 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 uh, this just sets it up a bit. And at the end of, you know, so they do. The two questions, 
left and the two questions are asked and the press conference is over and Jalen, he doesn't get up. He says, I, I just want to add something. And you're like, oh, this is this is juicy. What's what's on Jalen's mind here, right? And he goes on, he starts talking about the Arizona defense. And he says, You guys didn't ask me about this. And I don't want I, you know, I don't want to set that precedent, right? Like he he wanted to make it make sure that he thought we were over. Well, that's good because opponent. now we should never ask about the opposing defense <laughs> yeah, because it know, we know that we'll get one extra it's, it's a free answer question. at the yeah, end. Exactly. Just give it up. Yes. So, uh, so he, his, his point was, was like, was, was don't overlook the team we're playing this weekend. And I, I bring that up as, as a way of saying that the Eagles have a big game this weekend as well. So Although recap the win. Probably could overlook. Which we'll get well, to. I'm not quite sure. We will get to that. So, anyways, that's uh, uh, that's that's well, a just to preamble. circle back on the on the Sanders thing and the timing of it. Okay. Uh, as somebody says in the chat, like, uh, listen, I'm 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 trying to follow Nick Sirianni's lead here. You got to take it one pod at a time. There's no guarantee of a pod after that. You got to, you know, this every pod could be the last pod. You've only got as much pod as this pod ahead of you. So you got to treat it like that. You know. I I I understand. This is that. not this is not a this is not a uh, childbirth situation where you're going to get the rest of your life with these kids. <laughs> no, but you know it's it's like if a player's getting their jersey retired, and then you go on and and you ask like a question that that has you know that's no, that's it's not. I wasn't totally I go up to Miles Sanders after the game <laughs> and say, "Hey, I don't think you're that good." Not well. That's essentially what you did on the pod. You're like no. you're like. By the way. You picked that night to suggest that he's yeah, not he's not a good running back. I didn't. Well, okay, we can we can continue <laughs> this and we can continue twisting the words, but that was that was not what I said. I said my thought watching that game was that this offense would be truly unstoppable if they had an actually really good running back. <laughs> okay, understood. Okay. Uh now, how did what was the what was the split in the in the at the at the Berman affair? It would I mean there were there were more than just Bermans there. Um so there okay, were there cool. was uh and I think it was I I think it was more the entertainment of it. They they enjoyed your boldness. Um they they you know some people the thought tanksman. it was yeah uh no it was uh there were there were a lot of bow fans there. There were some. There were, yeah. there, were there were some fans who, some who haters. Just, no, not haters, but but some who who thought you twist the knife on me a, a little too much. And and look, that that's 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 the game, right? That that's okay. You know right? what I we're, say? We're an entertainment podcast here. You know what I say? Yes. God bless all my haters. <laughs> so about that, we can get to that in the new segment. Yes. All right. Well, why don't we do that? Let's send it over to the Novacare Complex by way of. The Philadelphia suburbs to Zach Berman, our stone cold newsman for the latest on the undefeated birds. We have some injuries to discuss. The Eagles did not practice today. They had a walkthrough and part of that was in response to an accumulating injury report. One that is, uh, uh, I use the word accumulating there, has accumulated more than in previous weeks. Had the Eagles practiced today, Jake Elliott, Kyron Johnson, Patrick Johnson, Avante Maddox, Jordan Mailata would not have practiced. Boston Scott, Isaac Samalu would have been limited. And Darius Big Play Slay 
uh, would have been a full participant. So what we can deduce from that is you don't have to worry about Darius Slay's forearm injury. Isaac Sayamalu is trending in the right direction. Um, but those players who do, who did not practice, those are going to be interesting to monitor. Adding some intrigue to that, the Eagles uh, signed Cameron Dicker, Dicker the kicker, as he's become affectionately known as, uh, to the practice squad. So they have until Saturday to elevate Cameron Dicker, if if need be, uh, something to monitor there. Uh, Andre Dillard, the Eagles started his 21-day practice window, so he's allowed to begin practicing, and he's allowed to be activated to the active roster uh, whenever they would like there. So so, so those are some interesting notes. Um, I, I would just point out that of the injuries that I'm monitoring most closely, obviously Jake Elliott, but Jordan Mailata and Avante Maddox, um, the Mailata one, we saw Jack Driscoll in there, and they, they would go in that direction unless – they feel Andre Dillard's ready to play. Uh, and then uh, Avante Maddox, uh, at, they went with Josiah Scott. Jonathan Gannon said they didn't want to disrupt two spots there. But um, Av Avante Maddox, there's reports out that that injury might um, stretch a bit here. So anyways, uh, back to you at the, at, at the desk. But that's what's going on at the NovaCare Complex. Oh, real quick. I was a premature back to you at the desk. Hassan Reddick was named NFC Defensive Player of the Week, giving the Eagles the Defensive Player of the Week for three consecutive weeks. So for those who were um, skeptical of this defense or uh, wondered whether they would have more production this year, three consecutive weeks, and I believe that's the first time since the um, early 2000 bucks. Uh, I, I need to look up the exact year, but... You know, those were prolific defenses, as I don't want to say as well. The Eagles are not yet a prolific defense, but the B in that category is is certainly a good sign. So back to you at the news desk, Bo. Thank you, Zach. Uh, and the Eagles have had four weeks in a row where in which they've had a player of the week, right? And they had Jalen Hurts, yeah. the offensive player of the month. So they're just racking up the awards. Correct. Correct. Now, the player of the week, player of the month awards, those are not – I mean, they are official – Awards, but it's 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 not as if like ten years from now we'll say, remember when you won Player of the Week. But uh, but Brandon Graham, you know, he had gone thirteen years without winning one. And I was actually I was listening, I was in the car on Monday night listening to the Brandon Graham show on on radio, and he was talking about the the time that he thought he was going to win it, but um, someone else had a lot of sacks that weekend. He thinks it was Joey Bosa. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He thinks it was Nick Bosa. I have to look it up. You know, he had the big game against the Jets. Uh, so players certainly do remember this. And Darius Slay, like I said in a previous podcast, he remembered all the times that he had won it. So it is uh, internally, it is something that matters to them. He 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 sort of remembered all the times that he had won it, right? He remembered all the times he 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 won it. He he got the dates confused a bit. Okay. He he was trying to insist to me that the Eagles. Lions game that he won it for was Thanksgiving. And I was like, no, it was, it was <laughs> funny if you guys like got into a fight, like neither of you would back down because you well, knew that you were correct. Well, no. And then he was like, no, but those are Thanksgiving. And I was like, no, first of all, I, I didn't your Thanksgiving. You yeah. know, actually, yes, you do. You can do whatever you want. Big place, like. You can well, have Thanksgiving whenever you want. I'm so sorry. The year, the year before they hosted the Eagles on Thanksgiving, the Lions did in 2015. He won it for the game in 2016 when he had the interception against Carson Wentz. 
and so I think he was just confusing those two years, but he remembered the game. Hmm. All right, let's talk about let's talk about these injuries. Um, I think the Mylotta one seems like the most pressing um, in terms of what's going to happen next. Uh, you, you mentioned the Dillard practice window. And Sirianni said today uh, that he still needs to get into game shape. Like the practice window is just as much for getting him into shape as it is him being uh, back and ready to play. I mean, I guess I take him at his word that that's true. And that if my is not able to go this week, that it would be Jack Driscoll again. And, you know, he, he did fare fairly well in that game. Uh, we will also get to the fact that this Cardinals pass rush is uh, garbanzo beans, as somebody might say, but um my lotta it there i mean sirianni has said they're still hopeful that he could play this week so even if he's not able to play this week it does seem like neither he nor maddox is like ir worthy and also keep in mind that it's only two more games now before the eagles get their bye in week seven you were in on jason kelsey from what i understand jason kelsey had some i don't want to say insight but had had something to say about the Mylotta injury. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, he said it, 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 they're hopeful that it, it it sounded like they were worried that it was going to be worse than it maybe turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and as Sirianni said on Monday, uh, none of these guys are are ruled out yet. So there's always some gamesmanship when it comes to injuries. And, and Nick is like, uh, he's especially close to the vest with this. He, he doesn't really want to discuss them right. at all. Uh, but he, Annoyingly he, so. he kind of gives you breadcrumbs in, in, in that if, if, Delicious. if they knew, if they knew one of these guys were not going to play, he, he tends to give you that like on Monday, if, if a guy's going to be out for an extended period, he'll say, hey, you know, this guy's going to take some time. Right. Um, I don't but, know if he, did, if he, I th- he did that last year. He hasn't had a chance to do that at all this year. He hasn't had a chance like he maybe he, he, he may have gone like all the way towards. Well, you're you're, you're going to get an injury report. Don't worry yes. about it. Yeah, we'll give you the report on that. Yeah, he's he's especially unhelpful on Mondays with it. Right. And, and look, that's his that's his like um, that's his prerogative. But the only thing that I that I like, you know, don't uh, don't pee on me and tell me it's raining is when the coach is like, well, you know, I haven't talked to the doctors yet. Like, like after the game, maybe for you to say that on a Monday morning, like, who are we kidding? It's your job. Of course, you're yes. worried. Like you are more worried about it than we are. Of course, you you know what's going on. Yes, correct. Now, uh, now what I I know is that yeah, I, you are correct, and especially when you hear it on Monday. Um, I do know of 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 a coach in the past who intentionally right, yeah. did his press conference before he met with the training staff after the game. So he could have the, the plausible deniability plausible yeah. after, after the game. That way he's, he's not lying. Um, by Monday, I mean, even if they had not had like the formal sit down, usually they have right. a sense of, of the course. injuries by Monday afternoon. Yes. So. Um, okay. So, and that's it on offense. Everything else is, is on defense. Well, and, and uh, special teams on defense, the Maddox one um, again, like, you could probably get away with not playing him. I mean, obviously he's going to play if he's ready, but it's not the worst thing in the world if he takes another week. I think it's it's probably a good sign that they didn't put him on injured reserve before the last game because they would have had a chance to maybe only sit him for three games and get him back. So um, 
that tells me that it's not the most serious thing in the world, but but it's possible he misses this game. Josiah Scott, I thought, did okay, although that was like, you know, a game in a driving rainstorm. So uh, you have to take it with a bit of a grain of salt. But uh, the sleigh is is good news, especially since he he left early and didn't return. I think there was maybe a little bit more concern externally about that one. Correct. And I, I'm I'm curious. I don't know how much we discussed this in the post game pod. What did you think of the decision to put Josiah Scott in there as opposed to moving C.J. Gardner Johnson to the slot? I thought it made sense um, because especially. CJ Gardner Johnson's got he's got a long way to go still. Um, he needs those reps. And like, you know, in in a one game like uh do or die, who would you rather have just purely as your nickel? Obviously, it would be Chauncey Gardner Johnson, but you got to see the big picture here. And for one, you know, that would also mean playing Kayvon Wallace at safety, and and that's maybe not making you better than having Josiah Scott at, at nickel. But like, if we are ranking the eleven guys on defense and how they've played this year, like relative to expectation, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is is probably number eleven. Um, and that doesn't mean, you know, it's been four games. He's in a brand new position in a brand new defense uh, that has a lot to do with knowing what's going on and uh, you know not having to think and being more reactive. So I think there's every reason to expect that. He will improve as the season goes on, but I think he needs those reps and he needs to sort of play himself into uh, being as good as the Eagles think that he can be. Fair take. I agree. Um, and then uh, kicker, you mentioned Dicker, uh, you know, everybody wants a fun nickname for this guy. I go by Dicker, the uh, Charlie Kirk liker, but uh, that's just me. Um <laughs> We talked to him today. He said he's been keeping in shape. I don't know. I think I think Jake Elliott might has a good chance to play. But you need to bring in a guy just in case. Out of curiosity here, do you think that there's anything to the fact that the kicker that they signed for the practice squad is one who other teams have actually scouted as a punter and has been viewed uh, as someone perhaps with more punting upside than kicking upside? I think I don't. Okay. Because I think if you were going to bring in a punter, there are better punters. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um maybe it makes sense if you're only if you're signing a guy whose only job is to be an emergency guy, like if if Elliot's not ready, this guy has to play. This guy is like a break class break glass in case of emergency player. It makes sense for that guy to be able to do both because, you know, what if Aaron Sipos, you know, strains his groin on the way to the stadium, you have a guy, I guess you can't do it on the, on the day of the game, but if he does it on the flight, you know, you can activate him on Saturday. Maybe that makes sense, but I don't, I don't think that they're bringing him in to like take Aaron Sipos's job. I think there are better punters on the street. Okay. And I, I just asked, because, well, I, I do agree that, that, that there would be better punters on the street, but it, it could also be one of those things where, you know, they, they worked out a veteran punter, Michael Pilardi, a few weeks ago because they wanted the the left-footed punter, right? It, and so it, it could be one of those convenient things. Well, well, let's let's at least take a look 
at somebody else. Yeah, that's true. At our our yeah, building. Well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like like an apples to apples comparison here, uh, because it's it's not as if he's he's someone who's like a kicker who punts on the side. Um, in the pre-draft process, he was he was viewed almost by by some teams as more of a punter than a kicker. I think that is a good point. If he's going to be here anyway as an emergency backup, you might as well get the free look. Yeah, yeah. At him as a punter, that's fair. I just don't. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I trust the punt runs, and it, it. I think that you know Polardi is yeah. is is like a solid punter. If you're going to bring, a well, guy. just uh, I mean, I mean to your point too. There's other. There's there's other free agent kickers that they could sign to their practice squad, right? So, yeah. um, so of, of all you know, the kickers, Michael Badgley uh, went went four for four for the Bears in an emergency situation. Yeah, like yeah. in all the what's the expression in all the of all the gin joints and all the land, right? Uh, um, of 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 all the kickers and all the land, they had to choose the one that punts. Just something to think about. Okay, fair enough. I like that. Um, Anything else from the week so far, Zach, that's on your radar? You mentioned uh, the the Hertz sweatshirt. Is there something that you wanted to get off your chest other than the sweatshirt? No, I, I received a lot of questions about that um, when he wore it. And for those who uh, are, are unfamiliar with what we're discussing, I was tuned in, Bo was tuned in, perhaps Marissa was tuned in as, as well. I haven't asked her yet, um, to the Manning cast. When Jalen yeah, Hurts was on, we were all watching, and you had to call. The oh, center. that's right, <laughs> Marissa. I sincerely apologize. Zach. I sincerely okay. apologize, um, Marissa. Get on him. Yeah, um, he won't sleep tonight. Well, no, I mean, Zach. like our uh, for full disclosure, I hope I'm not, I'm not calling it out. Our editor was watching the the regular broadcast. He was not watching the Hurts thing because I I had I had brought that up. He wasn't on on a text thread with us about <laughs> that's it. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Jalen Hurts wore a sweatshirt that said, and I want to get the exact quote here, or actually both shared it. What was it quote? Well, I think it was God bless all my haters. Yeah. God bless or, all like my haters. Those who hate on me or something. I mean, that yeah. was, that was the, that was the gist. Um, I'd like to be accurate here. So let me, let me just look this up here. Uh, you it was a, I don't like to be accurate. No, but if I'm the one who, who is reporting on this here. Uh, how dare you? It's something that I should have had up here already, but it was a, it was a gold sweatshirt and it said, um, heard such God bless those who hate on me. God bless those who hate on me. Thank you. Sorry about that. Not good podcasting there. And what do you think? Zach? you think there's a God? So he was asked about the Manning cast and, uh, it was brought it was brought to his attention that he really didn't get in the storytelling mode there. And he he kind of said so hard to be uninteresting. Like <laughs> well, he said there were a lot of three and outs in that game, right? So you know, he, he couldn't really get into his flow. Right. Yeah. It's uh and uh, that that was what was was number one. He said that, you know, he has a lot of respect for the Manning family. They go back. He used to go to the Manning football campus counselor. Or the Manning Passing Academy, I, I should say. Uh, and then I, I said your your sweatshirt got a lot of attention. Uh, what good way what, to ask it because it's not you that's asking about it. You're asking on behalf of everybody. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't okay. saying I wasn't saying people said right. I, I was no, saying that's your sweatshirt, fine. That works. Your sweatshirt's yeah. got it, it. Has gotten a lot of attention. 
Um, what made you decide to wear that particular sweatshirt on national television? And one thing that I've learned in the last uh, two years covering this team that I, I never had to put much thought into before, but with Nick Sirianni as the coach, Nick Sirianni is very intentional about the clothing that he wears in front of the camera. It's very seldom like this was just the first thing in my, uh, you know, on, in my drawer in the pile, right? There's, there's usually a reason for it. Sort of a hippie looking uh, Eagles sweatshirt yeah. that he was wearing today. That was a fun yep. one. So he'll pull out. I, I, I imagine maybe on, on, on Friday, he'll, he'll have a Philly shirt for us. Right. Like he, he likes doing that Sixers opening day or, um, flyers opening day. He'll, he'll pull, he'll pull those out. What do you think? Heart- what do you think of the odds? He wears a Phillies one on Friday. Oh, very likely. I, I would imagine. Right. Um, the, uh, it was a heartfelt one or it was a, it was a touching tribute the other day when he had the, the Roxborough t-shirt on, right. Roxborough football shirt. Um, so the time he wore pants. <laughs> um, and so anyway, so you, there, I, I, what you, what you realize is, is that these guys often put a lot of thought into what they're wearing. And so, when you're on the Manning cast, you know you're being broadcasted nationally. It's it's not like let me just throw something right. On he can't, here. Yeah, he yes. can't, he can't pretend like that was like not on purpose. Yes, and so he said, he said, "Oh, this I like, I liked it. This summer I bought it, so I wore it." And then the next, <laughs> <laughs> as as for why he chose to wear it that day, and the next question was about um, these so-called haters, and uh, and he said. Same blessings to everybody, simple as that. So he wants to send blessings to all his all his haters. My I thought the artwork opinion, behind it. Sorry, go ahead. That's what I was gonna say. Not to totally uh, dissect his camera no, shot, but I thought yeah. that was really I liked that actually. So lot. it was Alabama Jalen and Oklahoma Jalen combined in the one Jalen. Is that it was accurate? like it was like Oklahoma Jalen patting Alabama Jalen on the back or something? Like yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah. He does Michael his- does Michael have have artwork of himself in your house? No, but we don't have a like. I I would love to make like a full man cave basement yeah. with like well woman cave too, not just yeah. man cave, but yep. with you. all yep. you know sports stuff. So. Because God is a woman. He doesn't have it yet, but hopefully we will. Does Michael do jersey swaps? Yeah, I was about to ask that. Yeah. So I've asked him many times, why doesn't he do it? And he's too shy. Even like the Maryland guys that he like knows on the other team, he's he's like, nah, that's you know, nah. <laughs> so yeah, no jersey get, swap yet. He's always got only has gotta get home. a couple. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe when they play the Bills, he'll do Stefan Diggs. Yeah, right. Go terms. <laughs> I always do wonder, like I um the 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 boldness that would that it would take that because the the opposing high profile player he can only do one jersey swap right like he yeah. he he can't bring so it would be funny if if like when they play the Packers if like uh, you know Josiah Scott went up to Aaron Rodgers and, and wanted to do the jersey swap right um, mm. or you know or if 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 this weekend if like um, if Aaron Sipas went up to Kyler Murray and wanted to do the jersey swap, right? Uh, so the the gravitas that sometimes it requires to 
you know, Michael Dunn is, is he's, he's an eligible lineman. He's, he, he started a playoff game. So he has a certain amount of gravitas, but if, the, if, if they were playing the Eagles, like Michael Dunn would, would be more like swapping jerseys with Jack Driscoll, as opposed to swapping jerseys with Jason Kelsey, it would be bold to, to like, um, yeah, away, Miles Garrett. anybody yeah. like somebody he knows let alone somebody he doesn't yeah. know so i don't know i don't know if those conversations like happen before the game like hey are we gonna swap jerseys mm. i don't i don't really know i i can ask but we have zero so <laughs> zach if you had to on the eagles remaining schedule if you had to swap shirts with uh, an athletic writer post game who would you choose swap shirts Mm-hmm. with an athletic writer post game. Yeah. I really don't want to be swapped. Like I'm not, I don't have collectible shirts that I'm the shirts that I'm wearing are part of my wardrobe. I don't okay. have an equipment. Well, maybe then you have to think about like re- shirt replenishing you my want, shirts. You want to wear. I don't want to wear someone. I figured you'd go for like a Schneidman. You get, you get the Syracuse mm-hmm. connection. Okay. Uh, Schneidman's. You could swap uh, shoes. You could get his Crocs. Mm. that's true they're probably a little too big for i'd feel bad for him he'd have to wear my shoes in, the, in that situation um you know i, I would need like uh well so I, I was i was about to make fun of what i just did or pull what i just did i i was gonna say like a Rappaport or a Schefter. i was thinking because of height wow, but okay. but i'm i'm, I'm certainly i'm certainly yeah. not at that no i was thinking of they're not at your level baby I'm not at their level. So he's not certainly... swapping with beat reporters. He's yeah, yeah, with exactly. Reporters. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying they're not swapping with me. Um, so I, I, I would say, uh, all right, for the sake, I haven't put much thought into this. Okay. Let's, let's, let's go with the Schneidman. That's, that's a good okay. one. The Syracuse, Syracuse connection. Yeah. He's, he's got some drip. So, uh, mm, you know, okay. we'll, uh, yeah, well, you, <laughs> um, in any event, uh, Jalen Hurts. Trying um, to think of the schedule. I, I'll give me a, give me a fishbane. Okay. Okay. All right. What about a Zach Kiefer? Oh, I forgot they oh. play the Colts. Yeah, uh, Kiefer's good. Now that's I, like I can't ask for Kiefer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kiefer's like, oh, like I would be a little nervous. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. So the the assignment is for the rest of the season, you guys have to swap something. <laughs> With. Yeah, how about how about a pen swap? Okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. Pen swap. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And then you have to report back on the pod how, the how about a laptop swap. Went. Yeah, that would be so that would be so odd though if 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 like swap we go what? up. Go ahead. No, no. If if we swap something with if if someone who's totally unfamiliar with this podcast, you're like, okay, I I like do a pen swap. <laughs> like do a pen swap after the game. You right? give Dan you give Dan Duggan your laptop, and you forget to delete the Belichick saving folder. Real trouble. <laughs> All right, um, back to uh, back to the Jalen Hurts Manning cast. Uh, yeah, so look, he 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 clearly wanted to wear that for a reason. Um, my read on it is he's someone who like collects uh, criticism and and repels praise, right? Any type of like compliment, oh, that's just rat poison. Mm. But any type of criticism that that becomes fuel. And even if uh, even if he, he likes to say he doesn't pay attention to critics because he's his toughest critic, I think he's cognizant of the narrative about him on a on a I don't know if a week to week basis, but certainly on an overall basis. And oftentimes 
that's the national narrative more so than the local narrative. I mean, these guys, if they're digesting coverage, it's more often national coverage than local coverage. Uh, nonetheless, I, garbage I, in, I, garbage I, out, you know what I mean? But, uh, respectfully to Jalen hurts, there aren't many, you know, quote unquote haters right now. Right. I mean, he's, he's the toast of town. He's the talk of the league and he, he deserves it. He's playing exceedingly well. Fair enough. Anything else from, uh, the locker room or the coordinators this week, Johnny Gans, uh, uh, seemed to be giving an affront to my journalistic integrity. I don't know how you felt about that. I asked him about the. Yeah. I asked him about them sending big blitzes more often this year, and whether that was a reflection of uh, more confidence in the defense. And he he said, "Well, you might want to fact check that. I'm not so sure." And you know what? I don't need to fact check it. I know it's right. It's not even close. They're blitzing at a higher rate, and twenty percent, twenty two percent of those blitzes are big blitzes. Last year, it was they were blitzing less often, and it was only ten percent of their blitzes. All right. I mean, it's only been nine. It's only been nine blitzes, but they've been successful and they're doing it more often. So don't, don't come at me. Don't call me a takesman. <laughs> well, so, so two thoughts here. Okay. Number one. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Jonathan Gannon, he, he tends to be like, I don't have a true media login, Johnny Gans. Come on. No, no. His, his position in, in from, 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 from what I understand in the past is what, we qualify as a blitzer. He might not view as, as like a designated blitzer, right? Someone who, let's say, yeah, is supposed to be. Is he just doesn't. He's supposed he, he to be to watch this press conference. Well, so so way. no. So this is the second thing I, I was I was going to say. Um, coaches all around the Eagles building, Jonathan Gannon included, Nick Sirianni included, need to give the opposing teams a little more credit. Okay, yeah, I totally agree. There's this idea that. Like any question we ask is is revealing some type like of competitive advantage or certain topics that that uh, as if you know right. like like what Coach Flynn was saying about empty last week, right? Um, we can't tell you that on the on on the record because other teams will will know why it's 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 working or blitz right. percentages or um, you know uh, certain things with with penalties. And I'll simply say this. They have access, like you know how your quality control coaches work hard. Their quality control coaches work hard too, right? It's yeah, it's, it's so it's, it's so yeah. ridiculous. It's it's not like high school where there's like this tape exchange going on, and <laughs> right. and, and 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 you uh, are are have this angle that they haven't seen before, or like um you know college scouting and it, you know it's it's like Howie Roseman made the the reference in the pre-draft process where. Andy Studebaker, no one really knew about him 20 years ago, but now everyone knows who Andy Studebaker is. Well, these like like you're not the only coaching staff that has quality control coaches working here. You're not the only coaching staff that 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 has an analytics department that's like parsing through data. Um, and you know they get all the tendencies, they get all the numbers, um, they get all they're breaking down all all the films too. There's very seldom. I can't imagine if there's ever been. A top a question that's come up in a press conference where the opposing team was like, I haven't really thought about that. The <laughs> only time that comes up, the only time that comes up if it's like a personality for it's like, if it's like a story that we're working on, it's a personality-driven question. An X's and O's question. Yeah. There's you know, if they're like parsing through the transcripts and, and they're like, 
Hey, you know, do you know uh, how I, dumb we are about football? Do you really think we are telling them something they don't know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just keep thinking. Last week, like you know, when when Shane Steichen said that, like Doug Peterson in his Wednesday staff meeting saying, "Mike Caldwell, Coach Caldwell, stop what you're doing. <laughs> These guys play empty. Okay, <laughs> we whatever your game plan is, they told us yesterday that they that they uh, empty is working." He bursts into the defensive meeting room for the first time all year. <laughs> exactly, exactly, guys. Out of I breath, was watching, panting. I was, I was watching Sirianni's <laughs> press conference, and I unlocked the secret. They run tempo, okay. And if we're not prepared for tempo, and you know, so yeah, they, hey, hey, those guys watch film too, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, that's 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 my point. Fantastic, great bit. I like that. Um, all right, before we go to break, Zach, um, I wanted you to unveil uh, what I, since you're on a roll, I want you to give out one of one of my favorite takes that I've ever heard from you, which you which you gave before the game. It's like, you know, it's a little bit late now. It's not raining anymore, but I do love this take. So I've I've, I've referenced the bow that the football guy and this is coaches, executives. And we've scouts, talked about this on the pod many times. Yes. They. They will try to do the opposite of what the weather is. So if it's really hot in the summer, they're in sweatpants and sweatshirts. And then when right. it's the, 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 when it's the dead of thing. yeah, when it's the dead of cold in winter, they're wearing shorts and you know a short sleeve shirt, right? Um, and and this always happens. Yet when it rains at a football game, <laughs> okay, I mean, you would think that they're entering Noah's Ark with the with with the rain attire. That these coaches wear, uh, you know, I look. I game too, like yes, I I understand. I'm pampered up in the press box. It's it's not raining, but I had to walk from my car to the stadium. Like like we we're sitting at practice sometimes, and we're getting rained on, and they are like, uh, no, they're out there for three hours. I get it, but the amount of rain gear that they are wearing, it's like, um, they like are three layers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like when yeah you know, the comparison I I I would give is it's like when you're like an eight year old going trick or treating and it's and it's like cold out and your you know your parents make you wear like all these clothes over your costume and, and you're like I I, I want to show my costume right they're like tough in all the other times but but when it comes to raining um, you would think that these guys are going on a slip and slide with the amount of like uh, rain gear they're wearing I like they're going to uh... The North Pole. It's, yes. It's yeah. a good take. All yeah, right. So. Uh, all right. Let's take a little break. Come back. I can't believe we've already been on for 40 minutes. And we still got the pre the Crow Thine Enemy and Swooper to get to. So let's keep it moving. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. 
Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bozak and Marissa. Uh, you want to do Swooper? You want to talk about the game and then get into Swooper? You want to use Swooper as a... As a uh, Launching point. What do you want to do? Let's talk about the Cardinals a little bit. Okay. Well, first of all, are, are are we done with the Jaguars? By the way, is, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about from the Jaguars game? I feel like it's. Yeah. No, we, I watched we, the game. I, I out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I I thought I I thought we we covered it well. I will say that uh, I think your scouting report on Devin Lloyd was probably closer to accurate than my scouting report. On, he had his worst uh, game. On, on he said he he has played well yeah. until until um, this game. But I, yeah, I, I thought the Eagles really ran the ball well. I liked the way Driscoll played when I watched film. I actually thought Opetta handled himself fine in those snaps that he was out there. Uh, Landon Dickerson was really good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know there's some Landon Dickerson clips going around on Twitter, but uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, he was uh, he was really good. Um, Kelsey I thought he, had a good. I asked I asked him about that today, um, and asked him about like the importance of uh, being mean. For an offensive line, because you know Michael Dunn, sweetheart, but when he gets on the field, he's gotta he's gotta drive you into the ground, you know, build you a new grave. But uh, Kelsey had a good answer, and he's like, you you need guys like that, and he likes he likes when a team has a mix of sort of personalities and body types, and he's like, Mylotta and Dickerson are both like that, you know, they were they are very aggressive to the extra whistle. They've got Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis on the other side who do a little bit of that, and then you've got some athletic guys. He you know there is there isn't a an importance to that and dickerson uh if you go to brandon thorne's timeline has a good uh a good line about when when he was coming out of college about like the effect of those body blows over the course of a game like if a guy's coming around on a stunt and you put him in the ground uh, you know get one in his ribs the next time he's coming around on a stunt he's not going to be coming so hard mm-hmm. um and so there's you know th- that that cumulative effect takes uh takes a toll over the course of the game yeah uh well said I, I thought that uh, defensively, the Bradbury interception um, was even better watching it on film than when I saw it live in person. And then uh, Redick, uh, I mean, those were earned sacks. Those those, those were not mm. just like I I just ran by a tackle who's not trying sacks. Like that like first sack was awesome. Yeah, those were earned sacks. So uh, that's just a quick overview of uh, and and no, I, no, I, sorry, go ahead. I I say I say this each week, but. Uh, the the linebackers um, continue playing really well, right? And um, you know they're they're really not well. even just like uh, allowing the Eagles to break serve at the position. They're value added at, at the position. Well said, uh, very well said. I think I think that's right. Um, the, I was going to say about Redick. The one thing you know, this is like a, I think Chris Long has talked about this before, but but one thing I'm curious about is like you know Redick said that that move on the first sack, like he was setting that up all game long. Mm. Uh, that sort of pin pull thing, and it was beautiful when he did it. And but but it wasn't until the fourth quarter. And so like I'm I'm curious about like like the timing of that. Uh, you know, is it you really like that? Definitely wouldn't have worked if you did it in the second quarter. Uh, like you can't do like is that you really can't do that move multiple times, or it's like you really want to save it for just one time because you know it's going to hit that time and it's a big play. I don't know. It's a good that question. Is, is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Anything else? No, I I think a few days later, that's 
that's a, a general overview and i think we can move on to the cards okay uh so you know last week it was like you know you guys you gotta really understand that this jaguars team is is pretty good like uh you know the, I, I know it's the jaguars but through three games they've been really good on both sides of the ball like you got to take him seriously this week i would like to implore uh the listeners to understand that this this cardinals team is two and two and they are so much worse than that this team is very bad um and if not i mean there are two wins you've got kyler murray going one man like nuclear in the last six minutes of a game in overtime all by himself um, and like very small margins for them to get that done. And then a win against the Panthers who have, you know, one of the two or three trashiest teams in football, uh, just awful. Um, this, this Cardinals team, you want to look at, uh, let me pull up DVR here or DVOA rather DVR. That's a throwback 29th in, uh, defensive DVOA 22nd in offensive DVOA. Their EPA uh, per drives and per plays are not very good. Their pass rush is terrible. 32nd in sack rate, 30th in pressure rate. That is despite the fact that they blitz 42.2% of the time, which is the second most in the league. They are desperate to get after the quarterback, and they cannot do it. Your boy Isaiah Simmons has been benched and is like, uh, I don't know, who, I don't know who between he and Kyle Pitts is having a worse season, but at least. Kyle Pitts was good last year. Um, and on offense, you know, their offensive line is not very good. They have Marquise Brown, who's been okay, but mostly because he's just getting thrown the ball a lot. Uh, he had that 14-catch game against the Rams. Right. Um, my boy, Greg Dortch, has been all right. Um, but, I mean. But Rondell this, Moore was was banged up earlier in the year. Right, and he's, he's someone who they have high expectations for. But yeah. this is like a very dink and dunk boggy offense. They run a ton of plays, but gain no yards. Like we're, we're talking about mm-hmm. like, you know, a very low a dot. Um, this team is bad. And yes, you're flying across the country and there's like trap game potential, but line these two teams up against each other. This should be a blowout. I hear you. And for full disclosure, um, in a typical week, I I watch more of the opponent. Than well, we're doing this on a I Wednesday. Do. Usually, we do it on uh, a Thursday or yeah. Friday. And and um, I uh, just for a variety of reasons haven't been. Uh, you know, I had an extra story this week. Haven't been uh, deep into Cardinals watching. It's been more looking at the, at, at the numbers, looking at some clips, um, and just just my one response. And I. I know this might be a generic response, but Kyler Murray, I believe, is better than – he has to be better than the way he's playing, right? Um, and in in particular, the thing that jumps out to me is the running stats, okay? Uh, Kyler Murray is a dangerous runner and hasn't necessarily been used that that way. Look, look here. I'm and the Eagles have not played a running quarterback mm-hmm. This year, yep. so this is this is a different this is a different test for them. Yeah. So so he he has, you know, twenty four carries, ninety one yards this this year, three point eight yards per per carry. This is someone who in twenty twenty had eight hundred nineteen rushing yards, eleven touchdowns. Last year in in you know fourteen games had four hundred twenty three yards. His rookie year had five hundred forty four yards. So he's he's someone who like his 
his his legs have been a major part of the offense, similar to obviously what Jalen Hurts are with the Eagles. Um, the, his numbers, it's been more like Jalen Hurts post injury uh, last year when he was more selective with his running than Jalen Hurts pre injury, right? I, I, I mean, for 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 whatever's going on, Kyler Murray, they have not unlocked him with his legs, and I and I think that is something that uh, that that could be. Um, he, he, in in my opinion, he's he's the best quarterback they've seen so far this year, right? I know Trevor Lawrence has uh, played well at times this year. Kirk Cousins, you know, he's 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 brought his team to the playoffs in the past. Um, I think Kyler Murray is 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 the best quarterback they've seen, and what we've seen with Kyler Murray in the past against really good teams is uh, the ability to take over a game. And so when I say like don't look over this game, it's because uh, this is not a, a nothing quarterback. I, I mean, this is a quarterback who who can uh, who can be a, a major difference maker. And so uh, that's 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 my pause here. And then the other thing too is is the Eagles have have some major injuries. And uh, if you're out there without your starting left tackle, if you're out there without your slot corner, right? There's there's a there's a handful of things that could happen. Now, where I will kind of criticize this this Cardinals roster building is, um, uh, I you know their recent drafts have not given them nearly enough. You know they they it, uh, I'm perplexed by Isaiah Simmons's lack of production in the NFL here. Um, you know, they took Zayvon Collins in the first round last year. Uh, they took Rondo Moore in the second round a year ago. They let Christian Kirk walk in free agency, understandably so, because of the contract that he got. They traded first rounder to get Hollywood Brown, who's been good for them, but then they they don't really have that that second option, right? AJ Green's been banged up throughout the year. Rondo Moore, who I Hold kept hearing AJ Green from the Bengals from 20 years ago. <laughs> from like five years ago, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Rondell Moore, he's someone who in the preseason, I kept, what's that? TJ Hushman Zada. <laughs> I, I kept reading what, well, the, well, they were actually, I, I think, you know, it, it was more Chad Johnson and TJ Hushman Zada for together, not AJ Brown and TJ Hushman Zada. Yeah, uh, I understand. I'm just okay. saying Bengals wide receivers. Chris oh, Collinsworth. I wasn't in on that bit. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Rondo Moore, I kept hearing they were going to use him almost like, uh, like a mini Debo and that, that hasn't been the case yet. Right. Uh, James Connor, who was like, I, I, I don't want to speak in hyperbole here and say prolific, but was really productive for them last year. He's just like nosedived here. They've been using Eno Benjamin more, uh, and Eno so Benjamin, the, a former, uh, shadow draft selection. I like that. Um, you know, they 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 have a lot of big names. Like we mentioned, I mean, J.J. Watt's still playing at a decent level from what I understand. Um, so you My have guy Dennis Gardeck. Yeah, he's 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 Kapadia the edge rusher on one side. Star. Uh, Marcus, uh, they have Marcus Golden on, on, on the other side. Byron Murphy had that big game against the Raiders, the overtime win. He was involved there. Um, I've always been high on Abuda Baker. But yeah, this is a team that uh, high on that Buddha. I, I I've always thought highly of Buddha Baker, um, but no, I I agree with you that that they're a team that's probably 
stronger in name appeal than in production. Certainly the numbers bear that out. They were a playoff team last year that fell flat on their face against, um, you know, the, the Rams was it. Uh, and, and so I, um, I hear you just my reason for pause is that I think Kyler's better. I think Kyler's better than the way he's played. And if he has one of those, I don't want to call it vintage Kyler games, but the Kyler games that, that made him earn that big contract, then, uh, that can be a, a great equalizer. I think that's right. It's, it is, it is truly a one man team. Mm-hmm. Like, and if, if this game is going to go South, it is going to be Kyler Murray doing it pretty much by himself. Um, one other note for you, Zach, yep. the Arizona Cardinals this year, we know the Eagles have been so good in the first half. The Cardinals have been outscored in the first half of games this year, 66 yeah. to 16. 66 yeah. to 16 in four games. Your end. What um, kind of game plans are they putting together? Maybe, maybe Johnny Gans was right. This is the one team that needs us giving them tips on how to put a game plan together during the week. Thanks to press conferences. <laughs> Look, and, and, and to your point there, hold on, let me pull up these numbers here. Cause these jumped out to me when I looked at them this morning, this is compliments of Aaron Reese and editor for us. Um, they are, Last in explosive play rate, right? 7.2%. Um, it's it's like the opposite of the Sirianni approach. Uh, they're, you know, the Eagles defense has has allowed explosive plays just 9% this year. Cardinals, um, they don't get to the quarterback, like you mentioned, 2.8% uh, is is their sack rate. Uh, and they're giving up so, a ton of to big plays, yes, too. Yes, yeah, the Cardinals defense has allowed explosive plays at the league's highest rate, 15.6%. So, Sirianni talks, they use that term double positive. And then all of a sudden, you know, we in the media use it. Like everyone understands what they're talking about. And the double positive basically means winning the turnover battle and the explosive play battle. Um, but the Cardinals are not high on that list. Um, the first quarter stats were crazy when I looked at that. Um, and then by the way, getting deep into the Eagles second quarter stats, I had, I mean, for full disclosure here, I had a note about it. Um, in today's notebook, but we, we talk about how, how much the Eagles are outscoring opponents in the second quarter. You know, they have 85 second quarter points this season. That's in, and the number two team on the list is 48 points, but 40 of those 85 points have been scored in the final four minutes of the second quarter. Uh, the Eagles point differential in the final four minutes is 33, right? And then the next highest on the list is 14. So that just goes to show you. The Eagles are putting teams away in the set in the second quarter. I shouldn't say putting teams away. They're taking their, their lead that they're not really building upon in the second quarters of games. All right. Why don't we take our last break? Everybody, you know, take a second to get yourselves ready because when we return, Dane is has set up another trap for all of us. We'll see how we handle it. Super sarcastic coming up after this break. All right, welcome back. We should we should get like a swooper sounder. Oh, all right, I'm on it. I mean, I got some some stuff in here. Let's see. Ah, look at Mercy. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> mm, okay. We'll come up with something better. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> uh, all right. Wait, we a, are a real quick disclaimer on, on on Swooper. I just want to say to everyone out there, um, <laughs> I appreciate 
all the uh, emails and Twitter DMs that I've been receiving regarding Swooper strategy. I'm a little behind in responding, but I promise you I'll get back to everybody in the next uh, 72 hours. Your dryer's done. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm also responding to my editor about a story. So maybe, maybe Van tell me what the uh, what the reception was like at the big family gathering re Swooper last night. Any, any well, discussion? Well, I actually had a night? question for you guys because I would love your takes on this. Sure. Um, if we're trying to kill some time, so obviously Aaron Judge hit his uh, 62nd home run, and apparently some company is offering two million dollars for it. If you caught a record home run ball, what would you give it back, or would you sell it for something like that? I I just feel like well, this first of all, that guy who caught it is already like filthy rich, right? A billionaire, yes, yes. Yeah. But if you caught a record-setting home run, what would you do with the ball? It's a good question. I don't know if I'd be in position. Yeah, I I, I actually haven't thought about that. Um, I would take it. This is a I would take the money. I would take the money, right? Like wow. it's it's. I'm is surprised. That, like it's your, it it's your ball at that point, right? Like it's you know you caught it. I I understand giving it back, but I mean two million dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think here. What's I I haven't workshopped this. What is the reason to give it back? Because that person hit the home run and it's it's their it's their piece of history. Well, so is that everyone in my family chat said they would give it back. I said okay. if it was a player that like it was like Aaron Judge or Derek Jeter or a player that like I don't know I would try and give it I would give it to them and hope that they would you know maybe give me something nice in mm. return for giving it. Back. But like they're giving you like a signed jersey, right? You know, I mean, well they gave they, I think they gave the guy that um caught or no no one caught sixty one. They gave someone um season tickets. Um, I yeah, forget. I, what. I'll yeah, be I mean, honest I, with you. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, Bo. You go. I mean, I mean depending on if there was like something serious going on in which like we really needed the money. Uh, not that like, no, everybody, everybody needs $2 million. I would, uh, my, my inclination is to um, like hold out for something nice from the person, right. but, but give it back, you know, what? season See, tickets. I thought the takes like, would 100% be reversed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, like I'm, I'm, trying I'm, to... I'm a I'm a big Hall of Fame guy. I'm like I know that it's this is like uh oh, I know, definitely would not give it to the this Hall is of the Fame. Romantic in yeah. me. Uh, yeah. I'm not just giving it to the Hall of Fame, but I, I, I you know now we can we can also debate Marissa like how seriously we're celebrating uh, him him being seventh I mean, it's, on it's the all time home run, run record, list. Right? It's, <laughs> it's he's number seven um, on yeah. the list. Not on my but, list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, agree. I agree. My my inclination is is Aaron Judge deserves deserves the ball. I certainly don't want to seem selfish here. Uh, I mean, I I haven't thought about this honestly. I probably should have thought more about this. It's a good it's a good question, and I I I I don't want it like I I I respect. I'm if I would ever steal something from somebody and then sell it, right? But uh, if you catch a home run ball. Why are you not? And someone's offering you two million dollars. The only downside is is you want to give it back to the guy who hit it, like the home run, the Hall of Fame thing. Come on, if if the Hall of Fame wants to display it, the guy, the person who buys it from me can uh, can give it to the Hall of Fame on loan. Like the why is I'm just curious. Why are people paying two million dollars for the ball? What? Yeah, I don't know. 
It said, I guess yeah. it was a story. My cousin sent it to me from, it says auction house prepared to pay $2 million for Aaron yeah. judges, historic home run. And if, and if, if the, the auction house, is, yeah, if the auction house is paying 2 million for it, then they think they're going to get more from it in, in auctioning it. Um, look, I, I, again, I, I certainly don't want to seem, seem like, uh, you know, what's, what's the opposite of altruistic here? Uh, selfish <laughs> yeah. yeah i certainly don't want to seem selfish some, some truistic yeah. no no truistic but i gotta i gotta be honest with you if i was sitting like you're sitting in outfield in that situation to catch the home run ball right yeah. i mean Definitely. i mean no one's like no one's buying those tickets for the game when he could hit the 60 second home run just because they like that vantage point they're also they're like aaron to... judge is about to make a billion dollars like if he yeah. really wants the ball he could buy it himself they're right. they're trying to catch there's they're trying to catch the home run. So if I'm sitting in those seats, I'm going there to catch the home run. Yeah, I got it. Like I I like the thing. You know, I I contribute to charity. I give my time, my resources. But like I I would sell the I would sell it. I would I contribute to charity. <laughs> I was I would sell it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I would I would sell for the two million dollars. I, I think I if think I didn't have like a personal feelings towards like, oh, that's like my team. That's, you know, I one of our fav- my favorite players. Like if it was Derek Jeter, I'd hand the ball back instantly. But um, if it was just a random, I mean, it's obviously never going to be a random player if the ball's worth $2 million. But um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I was wondering your two takes on it. So, yeah. I got, I, I, although, yeah, I mean, I, think I, I will say this. If I was the player, if I was the player who hit the home run, I would feel so bad taking that ball back from someone who could sell it for two million. I would be like, man, or you know, uh, or woman, whatever. I would never call someone woman. So, I was, <laughs> woman, <laughs> I would say, I would say, so um, I would that's, like that's just what you refer to Emily as around the house. <laughs> I would woman! say, I would say. <laughs> You gotta go sell this ball, right? Like, like you got it. Go sell. Where's the ball. my Schneidman pen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a good filler. Are you ready for swooper now, Bob? That was good. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So I'm very uh, excited. A tie last week, following a tie the week before, means three points are up for grabs here as we go through the items that we uh, are going to bid on whether they're going to happen on Sunday's game or not. Zach has no turkeys to carry over, so he enters with 24. Marissa has four turkeys left over. She will have 28 with which to bid. I have two, so I will have 26. I believe I believe it's my turn to go first this week, and so I yes, will do so. Zach went first last week. My first submission, the Cardinals' defense will have zero sacks. In this game, as I mentioned before, 32nd in sack rate, 30th in pressure rate. They will have zero sacks of Jalen Hurts or any other quarterback in this game. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Ooh. Run like a house on fire. 
It's a good one, Marissa. You got a little extra turkeys to spare. We do. You know what? I got to remember that this is the this is the one thing about Swooper I do want to improve. We got to try to keep it moving a little bit quicker. So yes, okay. Six going once, six going twice. Sold to Marissa. Zero okay. cardinal sacks. That's a good one. Something I, I want to add in there, um, and I had this in my notes today. Lane Johnson, who has not given up a sack since Week 11 of the 2020 season. And it's really since week one of the 2021 season because after that sack he gave up in 2020, he went on IR. He, his ankle collapsed on on that sack. But I was talking to him about that streak, and that he said so a lot of he said a lot of it has to do with a running quarterback, right? He he, he gave Jalen Hurts the credit. He said the the rush lanes from the opponents like changed considerably because of of what Jalen can do. So. Uh, uh, just something to keep in mind there. I, was, I thought that was interesting insight. It also has to do with the fact that Lane Johnson is the best right tackle in the world. So, yeah. and maybe the best tackle in the world. Yep. I've been curious about. I don't, and I don't like. I don't know if this is leading to anything, but Shane Steichen said something uh, about Jalen Hurts' touchdown run the other day about how, like the, uh, you know, they they zoned up everything and that opened up a little lane in front for him to just have just enough time to get into the end zone. And I'm just like I'm curious about from a like a play design standpoint, how much is do they just rely on Jalen Hurts's rushing scrambling ability as a purely extemporaneous thing, or are there plays when they call you know they 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 space things out purposely or spread things out down the field purposely, knowing that if we you know if we run I, some of this stuff is obvious like if you run four verts and they're in man to man there's going to be a lot of room for you to run. But are there are there specific spacing things that they adjust or think about knowing that if the defense plays it one way, well, then Jalen Hurts is going to have an easy scrambling opportunity. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. As you asked Nick today. Right. And he didn't, he didn't have a, I mean, a, a, you know, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are listening. Yes. He's watching. So they yes. don't want to, you don't want to yes. give away the, the yeah. whole game. But yeah, I thought. Just, just the thing that I'm thinking about yeah. that I don't, I don't really have an answer for, but yeah. that's all. All right. Uh, Marissa, why don't you go next? Okay. Great submission here from the chat. The Eagles have a player of the week. Oh. Now, we are clarifying that it needs to be an official NFL player of the week and not yes. a Bo yes. Wolf player of the week. <laughs> yes. I thought that okay. was clear, but thank you for clarifying. Okay. One. One. Mm, I think I got that. I think Marissa got it. Okay. But she what? has it now anyways. No chance. I mean, what are the odds? I mean, this Cardinals team is bad. Could happen. Two Don't going lie. once. Two going twice. You got it. Yes. All right. That was a bargain. Bargain. You've only got 20. You've still got 20 left. That's plenty. And you got two things with, with real chances. All right, Zach. The Eagles me. are. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's that is, is that a Chardonnay you're drinking? No, it is not. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, the wine kind of over here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Eagles are outscored in the second quarter. In the second quarter? In the second quarter. The Eagles are outscored in the second quarter. One. Okay. Two. They've been a second quarter team this year. 
as I said, plus four or um, I, I had to turn over. I had the margin before uh, three. Four. I'm out on this one. You can have it. All right. Then I love that. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Some red writing. Okay. The item is the Cardinals do not score on a field goal. And then it says in parentheses, the Eagles are yet to allow a field goal this season. Wow. I didn't realize that. This is a sealed bid third price auction. (laughs) All three players privately write down their bids and then reveal them at the same time. The highest bidder wins the item, but only pays the third highest bid. The other two players do not pay anything. If there is a two-way tie for the highest bid, each of those players are rewarded half of the item and each pays half of the third highest bid, rounding up to the next whole turkey if needed. For example, if there is a two-way tie at 11 turkeys each and the third player and the third player bid four turkeys, the two players who bid 11 would each pay two turkeys, half of four, and then we'll get half a point if the item hits. If there's a three-way tie, all three bidders get a third of the item and pay a third of their bid, rounding up to the nearest whole turkey. So just for clarification here, okay? Uh, because again, I'm better at reading something than hearing something. Mm-hmm. Um, the If you don't win this, you don't lose any turkeys, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. If you but bid if, two, if, yeah. I bid three, and Marissa bids four. Marissa wins the bid, but she gets it, it for your price for of two. two. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I hear you. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm pulling up a number on my phone because I have yet to have a pen next to me. All right. Ready? Wait, 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 wait. One second. All right. Three, two, one. Six. 22. 22? No. Well, he's- he gets I was actually point. counting on Zach to go lower. I thought that Zach yeah. was going to go like three, and then I would get yeah. him for three. I was just guaranteeing. So I messed that one up. But yeah, I should have gone so. twenty-four there. My concern: I thought everyone was going to go high, and then I didn't want to. So I thought for the audio I listeners, went, I had twenty-two, Zach had fifteen, Marissa had six. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, my, I I messed up the game theory there. You didn't mess it up. You didn't mess it up because yeah. you wanted to make sure that you didn't. Yeah. So I was thinking along the same lines as Bo, but my concern was that I, if, if all of us went high, um, so if, if I went 24, Bo went 22 and Marissa went right. 20, it's then possible. I would get one, I would get just this for 20. But because so you had, point. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. that was what I was thinking. So I was counting went... on you. Is that you did a good job, Zach? You, okay. You're yeah. learning. You're, yeah. you're, trying. Becoming, more, one, you're becoming more adaptive. That's trying. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Bo wins the um, item, which course, is for there's no Cardinals no field. field goal. Yeah. So I get that for, for six. six so I'm down to sixteen, which is more than I would have paid for that if it had been an open op. An open so, option. so to what Denise was saying um, about uh, 
the Eagles have not allowed a field goal this year. They've allowed one field goal that was taken off the board because of a, of a penalty. So they actually haven't. So that is correct. They haven't allowed a field goal that has registered this year. All right. I'm up next. Okay. Uh, I have 16 left. Marissa has 20 left. Zach has 24 left. Uh, the next one up is Greg Dortch. Go Deeks. Either scores a touchdown or leads the Cardinals in receiving yards in this game. I will say one. And remember here, the Eagles might be playing with a backup slot corner. And he also is, you know, he, he lost a ton of snaps last week to Rondell Moore. Yep. Two. Greg Dortch, Greg Dortch, go Deeks, former Jet. Marissa, I, can, I mean, two for this. You could be really racking up good items and still have 18 turkeys left. But I don't know if I want to go Challenge three for Dorch. Two going once. Two going twice. Three. Zach? I'm, I'm three not going once. engaging in this one. Three you going twice. It, All right. To be very honest, I didn't even hear the full question. But I was like, <laughs> two turkeys? Uh, I'll throw it in there. <laughs> so once you got to three, I'm like, I don't know. Okay. All right, you're up, Marissa. All right. There was a lot of submissions like this, and it was very hard to pick one. But I think I got to go with this one. And this one is submitted from Greg, and it's uh, he had a Syracuse uh, orange mascot, Otto. Uh, that's what his name is, right? Okay. The Phillies score more runs combined in the games they play against the Cardinals than the Cardinals score against the Eagles. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. So Phillies Cardinals, Eagles Cardinals this weekend. Wild card round, best of three. So you gotta hope it goes three. Right. That will yeah. play a role in this. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. One. Two. Three. Something something to follow. You know, the point of this is to have yeah, something. Have something to follow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Four. Three. Pain look on Zach. You got you haven't you don't have any bit you don't have any items yet, Zach. You got 24 turkeys. That's a long season. It's a three-point week, though. Yeah, it's a three-point yeah. week. Root for those fills, some shore bombs. What if the Cardinals score three points? Five. Five going once. Six. Ooh. Spicy. Six going once. Six going twice. Offensive explosion from the Fightins. Cardinals have some arms. Sold to Marissa. Okay. It's a good one, Marissa. Three games? You never know. I mean, it could go three games. It could go two. Yeah. Yeah, it could go two. All right. right. Zach's got 24. Marissa's got 14. I've got 13. Zach, it's your proposal. So Zach Ertz, of course, old friend Zach Ertz, uh, records a 100-yard receiving game. And I found this out from a question this week in the podcast. <laughs> a very bizarre question during the uh, video call with Zachary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Cardinals have not had a tight end go for 100 yards since 1989. Yeah. And wow. Zach Ertz has not had a 100-yard performance since November 2019. Um, so it would be uncharacteristic of both – Ertz and the Cardinals to do so, but uh, 
That's what we're doing here. So, so Swooper, Zach Ertz reaches 100 yards. <clears throat> One. So, no, I'm not. I'm out. <laughs> I just had a question for Zach. Zach, is your game theory now to do scenarios that aren't going to happen? Because your other one was pretty. No, so too. so what you I like, try to do. You like did the uh, scenario shot, and then you like shot, said the Eagles haven't been outscored in the second quarter all year. Yeah. This yeah. One. No, so I'm, I'm 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 trying to incorporate like actual game preview stuff into Swooper, right? So little nuggets that I have from the week, I'm trying to incorporate that into both my question and in my explanation. So this is not simply. Um, trying to a, trick us. So like, no, I, I know it's not a vanity game. It's, it's the guy it's who more, asked him the question yeah. was like they gave him this stat. He's like, "Do you think you could do that?" And Ertz was just like, "Yes." <laughs> that was the end. Yeah, he says it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so we're one going one, once, two, two going once, two going twice. Sold to Zach. Ertz, a hundred plus yards. All right, crack open that Dan is. Okay. No red writing here. The Eagles outscored the Cardinals in the second quarter by more points than the number of turkeys for which this item sells. Hmm. In the second quarter alone. More points than what this. The four. Eagles outscored the Cardinals in the second quarter yeah. by more points than the number of turkeys for which this item sells. I usually don't get big point differentials by quarter. Um, five. Six. I'm trying to think the most likely scores that you get. Uh, so the problem, and it's more. Seven. So, uh, so I so push doesn't yet. win. I push right. doesn't it's win. More. Yeah. You yeah. said seven, Marissa. Oh, so seven wouldn't. It would. It would have to be more than seven points. Yeah. Oh, well, I already bid seven, so I'll be yeah. fair. It's a good one, Marissa. 66 to 16 in the first half, they've been outscored. Seven but going first, once. But, but that's mostly the first quarter. Not all the first quarter. Yeah, but mostly. Plus the Eagles' yeah. explosions yeah. have been in the second quarter. Yeah. I need to get in the game somehow, but there's a whole nother round to go here. Seven going once. Seven going twice. Sold. Marissa, you were, you were going to win this week. I hope so. A lot of pressure. How's it going, okay. Marissa? All right. My last one. Both quarter flips. So when they change sides between quarters, happen on the same odd or even yard line. Mean meaning it's either both even. Or both odd. Does that make sense? Explain it one more time. So when they switch quarters, uh -huh. the yard line, the official yard line that they switch quarters on, sort of switch sides on at the end of the first and third quarter, mm -hmm. both yard lines are either even oh. or both odd. Okay. And one. there is, there is, Okay, two. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, please finish what you're saying because I imagine you're providing some type of data. Well, I was going to say it's, you would think that this is a 50%, but it is just a slightly less than 50% because there's a chance that you could like score a touchdown on the last play of the quarter. And so there wouldn't be a flip. What if, Three. What if it's at like the 50? That counts. That's even. even. That's even. Yeah. Oh, okay. Three. 
Four. Five. Mm, Zach's finally interested in a silly one. Well, it's 50 50. So, I mean, in theory, it's 50. I, I know you just explained it, but 49. it's very close. Yeah, probably, probably about yeah. 48, 49. Six. Seven. I'm out. How many does Bo have? I have 13 left. You have 22. Eight. Come on, we're trying to accelerate this year. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the jockey smacking the 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 horse, the thoroughbred. Nine. Uh, ten. Eleven. Wow. Uh, you can have it at eleven. Oh wow! I thought you were going to go a little bit more. Wow. All right. All right, I got two left. That's not great. Okay. I'm up. No, Marissa. No, Mar- I'm up. Okay, sorry. Were you about to go third person, Marissa? No. <laughs> Was I? No. I you said no, Mar- no. Okay. Kyler Murray outrushes Miles Sanders. Nice. Ooh. Good one. Two. Three. Four. Five. Five going once. You got it, Zach. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. The chat was on fire today, and there was this, like a lot of other good ones that I was between, but. Okay. So this one's the opposite of it, and we know that Bo won't be bidding on it. Um, Miles Sanders rushes for 100 yards. Uh, for at least 100 yards, giving him back-to-back 100-yard games, the second time that occurs in his career. Two. Three. Four. I can't bid. Six. How many turkeys does Zach have left? 17. Six going once. Seven. Eight. You get it. Okay. So now I got both ends. Of, so what I don't want is Miles Sanders to have like 70 yards and Colin Murray. So I, I have a, a bad day for Miles Sanders and a good day for Miles Sanders. All right. We ready for this last Diniz mm-hmm. one? Yep. Okay. The Eagles wear black pants. We know they will be wearing white jerseys. Last year they wore black pants in three of the six white jersey games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is the last one, right? Eight. <laughs> no, no, you eight. were right. You should have got the seven. All right, Zach goes eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like thinking I was <laughs> outsmarting it, but then I bid twice. Yeah. Well, it was right because you, you can't get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So Zach has one turkey left over in a three point week. He has Zach Ertz, has at least 100 yards. Miles Sanders rushes for at least 100 yards. Kyler Murray outrushes Miles Sanders, and the Eagles wear black pants. Pretty good spread. Marissa has the Eagles have a player of the week. There are zero Cardinal sacks. Phillies score more runs against the Cardinals than the Cardinals score against the Eagles. And the Eagles score outscore the Cardinals by more than seven points in the second quarter. 
I have uh, the Cardinals. What is it in the second quarter? Well, I have no Cardinals field goals. The Greg Dorch one. The uh, the field flip being the same. And then something about the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals outscoring the Eagles in the second quarter. And I have two turkeys left over. Marissa has seven. So Wait. A lot of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the Cardinals scoring the Eagles. That, so I, I see... That. I see Lucas in the chat says that the Eagles, uh, that it's already confirmed they're wearing white pants. So I just wasted eight turkeys, perhaps. But I could be wrong here. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's been confirmed. Yeah. I haven't seen that. But... Okay. Yeah. The other day, uh, it's a little early for them to put out like the jersey stuff. I feel like. But... Yeah. It was, it was a Friday um, a few weeks ago. And uh, a player I will not name because I don't believe this was on the record. Um, and it was, uh, it was like a high-profile player. Okay, mm. he says, uh, he says, hey, because he says, he says, uh... <laughs> he, he's 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 I guess packing up or doing whatever he's doing, and he says, was it Jeffrey? It was a player, uh, and he says, he says, he says, do you know what uh, uniform covers we're wearing this week? <laughs> and I'm like, I can I can look it up for you. Mm. And he's like, what did we wear last week? And I was, I told him what he wore last week. He's like, oh yeah, that's right. And it was just, it was such an odd conversation, right? Like uh, he, he, I mean, there's the equipment staff is literally right there. You know, it takes five steps to ask the equipment staff. But uh, I was just, I was sitting waiting to talk to someone else in the locker room and uh, he asked me instead. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I will, I'll give you a little, a little teaser for the story that's coming out tomorrow. Cause it's, I, I've already told you this story, Zach, but <clears throat> speaking of funny uh, locker room interactions, I have a story on uh, Dallas Goddard coming out tomorrow. Can't wait. And uh, I talked to his I talked to his mom for the story. And I mentioned I, after I talked to her, I said to Dallas, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I had a really nice conversation um, with your mom yesterday. And he goes, oh, yeah, nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> like such a funny thing to say about your own mom. Like, true. Yeah, she's, a ni- she's a nice lady. She is a very nice lady. But... Yeah, it's accurate. Yeah. OK, so I do have an update. Thanks to um, Squidward in the chat. <laughs> the Cardinals are debuting their black helmet, black jerseys at home against the Eagles, according to this article from July. So assuming that the Cardinals are wearing all black, mm. I would say the Eagles might not be mm. wearing black pants. So yeah, but it was the last one. He had, to, he, had to, he had to pay yeah. for it to get it. Yeah. So... We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll they still good. Yeah. I think Jeffrey likes the black pants. So why do you say that? Why do I say I, I just I think he likes those black pants. Where is that coming from? <laughs> do you have intel on this? <laughs> um no, he's he said in the past that he likes the black helmet. He 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 likes the black jersey, you know, he likes the black jersey. Yeah. So I imagine he likes the black pants as well. I feel Jalen like Hurts. You're leaving something unsaid yeah. here. Jalen Hurts last year asked Jeffrey actually to wear the black pants, if I recall correctly. Mm. Is, that, is that accurate? I don't remember. Okay. All right. Let's see. All right. Let's get to our crystal ball eagle predictions. Is this a is this a four hundred five or a four twenty five? Four twenty five. The one twenty five there. That's right. Yeah. yeah, Arizona's got one of those funny. Uh, they don't do daylight savings time, so right now it's three hours behind but when it's daylight savings it's only two 
So true story. We were there once and someone can fact check this, but I believe this, I, I, unless I've conflated things, we were there once during this period really? where it went from three hours to two hours. Well, like this so, Saturday night when it flipped. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. either, so either the Eagles were playing there. If, if someone, I, I mean, I can't imagine anyone who wants to look this up, but. Well, you said I it was did, a true story and you, yeah. and you also made a yeah. point of making yeah. sure that you give correct yeah. information. So yeah. you better. So, have your so either, the, either the Eagles were crossed. playing there or it was the week before the Eagles were playing there in 2011 and I was there um, doing a Kevin Cobb story. So uh, mm. it was either, you know, the, you know, the Eagles played there in 2012. They played there in 2014. Uh, I didn't make the trip in 2020. There was another trip mixed in there. And then I went there in, in 2011, as I said, on the, for that Cobb story. So one of those times I remember being there and uh, it went from three hours to two hours while I was there. Mm. I hate time zones. They really confuse me. So <laughs> there's a great, there's a great West wing episode. If, 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 if any of our listeners are uh, West wing fans as I am, where they're in Indiana on a campaign trip and you know, they, they, they missed the flight because they screwed up the time zone. So what's your favorite West wing episode? My favorite West wing episode. Uh, there are so many, but my favorite West wing episode is, <clears throat> excuse me. It's probably the one where <clears throat> it's uh, Christmas in the White House, and um, uh, Toby lends his jacket to the uh, the homeless veteran. Um, yeah, that was probably my my favorite one. Hmm. And just to circle back, is there a God? <laughs> uh, to, to to quote Rudy, <laughs> uh, what was the line from uh, Rudy that the past, that the father said that uh, uh, you know? There's only two incontrovertible facts. You know, there is a God and I'm not him. I can only confirm mm. the second one. I am not him. So like, I, I don't know the answer to that. I, we're staying away from that one, but yeah, I, look, we're staying away from that one. But yeah, sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. 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 I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I followed, I followed along for, I followed along for a reason. So let's say yes. Okay. So. You followed along. <laughs> let's let's wrap this up here okay why don't prediction. you give us your, your crystal ball deagle prediction <clears throat> so point spread in this game let me pull up my my point spread beta here it's five and a half um and Eagles which i feel like is low right no? uh, for, yes. for the road you think that okay yeah oh for the road I, yeah i guess uh and the over under is 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 48 and a half here uh i i i like the eagles to win and I think they're the superior team. Yeah, the injuries concern me, and a hot game from Kyler concerns me. Um, so I'm going to hedge here, and I'm going to pick, at least on this pod, I reserve the right to change my mind by Friday, um, the uh, the Cardinals to cover, okay? Uh, so I am going with uh, Eagles. I, I seem to go 28 every week. So let's go with Eagles. 31 uh Eagles 31 Cardinals 27 mm. oh. okay um I I think the Eagles are gonna blow this team out I know that I know that things are finicky um but they've passed every test so far this Cardinals team is not posing many difficult questions to them 
you know, maybe maybe you're worried that, you know, Jalen is smelling himself going on the Manning cast. I don't think that's a th- uh, thing you need to worry about. They're God injured. bless the haters. Um, so, but even those injuries against this team do not seem particularly worrisome. We talked about the pass rush. So even if it's Jack Driscoll left tackle, I mean, that's not ideal, but I think they'll be able to work around it. Uh, I think that this Cardinals team is a, is the organization is a, is a tire fire. Uh, I mean, Kingsbury's got nothing going for him. As you already talked about the bad draft picks from Steve Kime. Um, I think this is going to be a, a boat race. So give me, and I, and maybe the Eagles are going to have some, uh, you know, Elliot's injured or they don't trust Dicker. Maybe they're going to go for two a little bit. So I'm going to go Eagles 36 Cardinals, 17, 36, 17, a Molly Whomping. There you go. Who are the Browns got this week, Marissa? The Chargers. Mm-hmm. My fellow Terp, Daniel Popper, is coming to town. Nice. Maybe guys that's an outstanding uh, job covering that team. Trade shoes. <laughs> yeah. Or pens. I think that's better. Yeah. And yeah. I think my mom's coming, so and she's going to be uh, staying Sunday night, so maybe she'll join us on the post-game pod. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> she'll probably yes. be asleep because it's going to be a late one. It is going to be a late 4 one. 4 p.m. start. Unfortunately. So, yeah. But, yeah. Hopefully she gets some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we all get some sleep. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for joining. Nice Make sure you double. check out Post Story tomorrow. Please, please check that out. Yeah, I'm excited for that one to drop. I'm less excited, but it's okay. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, especially the sickos in the chat. For Zach and Marissa and God herself. I'm Bo. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you late on Sunday evening. And as always. We love Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.